Hi, welcome to Mikey Pod. This is episode 175. Today is September 3rd, 2014. I have a great guest today, my good friend Stephen Strafford. Did I say the Mikey Pod? Mikey Pod 174, 175. Uh, my guest today is Stephen Strafford, whose show Methtacular is running right now in Chicago. We recorded this interview last week, and I promised to have it up, and I didn't. So sorry, Stephen. Sorry, gentle listeners. I am going to make a commitment to all of you on this day that every Tuesday, except for this week where it's coming out on a Wednesday, but every Tuesday for this month, I will release a podcast of some kind. That is my promise to you, listeners. And from my world, I'd like to tell you that I am working on my album, which will be released along with a book designed by Luke Curtis on uh, October 14th. So that is in the works. I'm working on that. Um, I was rather unceremoniously relieved of one of my (laughs) teaching jobs during the day, and I'm going to use that time instead of teaching children to um, work on my music, my podcast, my vlog, all of that kind of stuff. So I really am happy about this, all in all. That said, if you'd like to contribute money to all of this, please go to michaelherron.com slash contribute. If you're one of those people that didn't get on get in on my Kickstarter when there was time, um, it's not too late because these things do cost money and sometimes people don't budget enough for that. So um, if you want to be at one of my inner tribe, you can read all about that there. But right now we're on the podcast. I want to play you a song from me because this is my podcast and I wanna. Uh, this is my new single, it's called Invocation. And then after that, we'll have Steven joining us um, and we'll be talking about fun things. I'm, I love Steven, so I'm really happy that he's joining me. I'm happy you're listening and here's Invocation.
yet. But these are your hands, silver and forgotten. And these are your feet, calloused and golden. And this is all you no idea can you hear me yes i can hear you yes it's just whatever happens that's the number that you see when skype calls palmdale area palmdale area it's sort of a euphemism for a thing. It, it sounds like that yeah oh uh, he was all up in my palmdale era mm. I, 
I had some severe problems with my Palmdale area for a while. Um, <laughs> I, you know, um, I'm in love now, so it, 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 worked, it worked out. She's a great woman. She doesn't care. <laughs> that was good. I think we yeah, should really, you. we should make this the beginning of the podcast like we already started yep. it. Yeah. Talk about the Palm, just talk about the Palmdale area. Yeah. Uh, so how is your Palmdale area? I mean, you say it's improved, but when I look at you, I mean. A lot of people, what a lot of people wouldn't know about me is that I actually have two Palmdale areas. No way. Yeah. Were yeah. you Were you born with both of them? I was. I was. I one descended <laughs> later on, but yeah. So you didn't even realize you had that second Palmdale area until what, like puberty time, or? Um, no, it wasn't puberty time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hello, Stephen Stratford. Hello. Uh, I totally have to include all of that in the podcast. There's not going to be any fancy intro. That was it. Excellent. Just talking about the Palmdale area. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> so was, everyone can be good and confused. But like, what did they? Is it is it Palmdale area they're saying? What? Uh, so Stephen is the writer performer of Methtacular, which is running in Chicago right now. Chicago, <laughs> Chicago is in the Palmdale area, right? Um, no, no. You, you're thinking of Cincinnati, which is at the very north end of the Palmdale area. Oh, of course, of course. I always get yeah, those yeah. confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> People do that. I don't even know where to are go you, from are you this. Going to explain, are you going to explain to people what we're doing or you're not? Uh what, about the Palmdale area, or yeah, explain to the people who are actually listening to this, so they're not feeling totally. <laughs> so I just called. Out. I just called Stephen's phone from Skype, and apparently, what showed up is that the call was coming from the Palmdale area. Is that the thing you, you were saying? I should <laughs> should explain. Yeah, yeah. Just so people know, like where this came from. Right. It feels it feels aggressive for us to have this conversation about the Palmdale area and yes. not have anyone out there know what uh, was the impetus for said conversation. Yeah, well, now everyone knows. Everyone knows. It you just, feel and it sounds, yeah, it sounds dirty. Do you feel area. better? Do you feel better? I do, I do. You know, unlike, unlike you, Michael, I like to include my audience in my work. <laughs> Which brings us to your uh, classic... Methtacular. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that there's like, like, this is so awkward. <laughs> uh, so, who is Stephen Stratford? <laughs> who is he? Um, well, he's um, a young man born with two Palmdale areas. Um, no, he <laughs> is uh, who's Stephen Stratford? I don't know. I'm. Uh, I, I'm an I should actor. say who. I should say who you are. That's rude for me to make you. That's fine. I can do it. Okay. You don't have to do it. I mean, okay. No, you gave me the job. I can do it. Okay, then do it. Jesus. All right, I'm doing it. So I'm an actor and a writer. I uh, was born in Brooklyn, New York, and I grew up mostly in New Jersey. Um, And in my early 20s, I made a series of solid decisions and um, ended up a crystal meth addict. Uh, Nice. Years later... um, post sort of getting out of that and then getting out of um, years later I, after like a whole good long stint with um, uh, drinking and stuff I ended up uh, 
sober, and I ended up um, uh, writing these stories down, and it turned into a show um, called Mestacular, and it is um, a show all about the time where I lived in Chicago and was a crystal meth addict in my very early 20s. And now you're doing it in Chicago. Yeah. Now, um, I'm actually doing the show in a building that I was fired from. Oh, it's the same building. Am I missing? Yeah, it, it's the building um, that I was doing the show that I was fired from in the story about getting fired in the bathhouse. Yeah, which is a great story. It's a pretty good story. <laughs> it is a great story. <laughs> yeah. At, uh, the time, at the time, it didn't feel like a good story. <laughs> at the time, it, it felt a like a story. really shitty story, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so you've done it here in New York. You did it in... Where else? I can't remember all the places you've been with it. San Diego? I did it in Cincinnati first. Um, and then, um, because I'm old-fashioned and I wanted to do the show out of town before doing it in New York. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, because, you know, in New York, people like you and other like really good friends who are creative and whose opinions I respect, but who also love me, you know? Um, so, like, you start to get in this bubble of everyone telling you, like, it's great, it's great, it's great. And you want to make sure that, like, strangers think it's great, too, you know? Yeah. So I wanted to do this show out, out of town, and so we did it in Cincinnati, and it went well there. And then we did it in New York, and then I did, like, sort of one night or four ni- one to four night engagements with the show um, in Portland, Maine, and uh, out in California and Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Oh, and now here in Chicago. Yeah, and it's running for how long in Chicago? Uh, it's a six-week run. I actually thought it was a five-week run up until a week ago. <laughs> there you go. Oh, look at that other week. My my director, Adam Fitzgerald, who you also worked with, um, mm-hmm. he um, uh, was like, yeah, it's a six-week six week run. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a five-week run. He's like, no, it's a six-week run. And like, we argued about it when I like looked at the calendar. I was like, oh, it's a six-week run. <laughs> I love those uh, moments. Please. Yeah, just not always good with calendars. You know? Yeah, he, he actually had a moment when we were meeting to work on my show. He uh, thought it was a month earlier than it was. And, uh-huh. and he was like, like, we met that day, and he was trying to play it cool in our rehearsal. But he was totally freaking out because he thought it was the next week instead of like five weeks away. Uh, and he was going out of town that weekend to work with you. Uh, and I was like, well, you know, let's, you know, we could take our time. And he was like, well, um, like, suddenly it just came out that it was, he thought it was the next week. But it was yeah. That story was better when it was actually happening. You know, artistic people may be not always so good at things like dates and time. What we shouldn't have to be is what I really am feeling. Right. I really, (laughs) I was with some, I teach at this theater camp, three weeks of it. And I was talking to the other teachers about how I want to be rich, but I I don't really even have to be rich. I just want to be rich enough so that I don't have to do this. And like, (laughs) there are other people that like do stuff that I don't want to do, which means I want to be rich. So I can yeah. just like have like people that are like, oh, this uh, this technical whatever tax pay that thing. It's sort of interesting for you know just for a second to look at the fact that you want to be rich so you don't have to do things. <laughs> Not for like the things that can afford you to do, but the things <laughs> where you're like you're like not that and not that and not that. 
oh, here's another thing I don't want to have to do. Exactly. I like that. I think that's that's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, my favorite, um, you know, the, the, the woman you work with sometimes, um, Sandra Bernhardt, one of my favorite lines of hers is where uh-huh. she goes, uh, I'm an actress, a writer, a performer, a superstar. And then she goes, but why do I have to adjust my own damn mic stand? Mm. And that's, <laughs> that's how I feel sometimes. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> like, yeah, you get all this. It's so funny. Like I get, you know, you get like you do a show and you get like all this praise, and it's like awesome. And then like I'm like gotta gather up my shirts to do the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> well, like that, I would love to ask you about that. Like, what is? Hmm. How do I phrase that question? I, I've I've had those moments of like, oh my god, I'm doing this thing I've always wanted to do, and then oh yeah. crap, I have to pay my rent, and I yeah can't figure out exactly how I'm going to do that. Like. I, I go through phases of being really pissed off about that. Sure. And um and I'll like and I'm feeling sort of accepting of it right now. But where are where are you exactly right now with that? Um well, well right exactly now. Um I worked for six months in a restaurant here in Chicago, um like sort of like a <laughs> fancy dance, you know, written up in food and wine and all that stuff. Um, and I worked like 50 hour weeks mm-hmm. so I could pay off my credit cards cause I'm getting married. Um, and I made the promise to my fiance to get out of debt. So I, um, before we got married, mm-hmm. so I did that and then had a little bit of money left over at the end, um, to sort of push me through this time of, um, working on the show and, and currently, what I'm making doing the show is uh, quite, it's a livable wage. You know, oh. like all, all together with my writer's fee and my um, actor's pay, because they're separate. It's actually a livable wage, which is nice. Um, but, you know, very shortly thereafter, I'm getting married and then going on a honeymoon, and then I'll take an acting job um, doing a Christmas carol. Um, and I, I kind of think about acting jobs these days as support for the work I want to do with my own stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Where it used to be that acting jobs were the end all be all. You know, it used to be like that was the only thing that because, mattered. Because you weren't writing? Because I wasn't writing. Yeah, because I didn't know what it felt like to do my own material. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, you know, I say to anyone who's thinking about writing their own stuff, I, I always say, at least for me, because I write jokes you know, in the show, um, that like when I'm delivering my joke and the crowd laughs, there's nothing like it. Uh, like that's just, you know, there's, there's something about like the turning of my own phrase or like bending it to a specific audience to really get a laugh out of an audience that isn't quite really into it yet. You know? Yeah. It's really, really cool. Like that it's moment a, when really cool feeling. Like the moment when you get them, you know, like when you realize like they're on board with what you're doing, is that what you're yeah. talking about? Or just I mean, it, in, any of the laughs? Uh, like, is that specifically what you're talking about? Or is it just in general? Like anytime they laugh. No, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like it's that moment where you, you, uh, you know, yeah, we opened the show here in Chicago yesterday and, um, but 
I should say the night before was our last preview, and it was the first time a crowd really was into it. Like, the first two shows, I, I think it was partially me. I was really tired and stressed and, you know, having rehearsals during the day and doing the show at night. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, our last preview, which was Saturday, uh, I um, had fun, and the crowd had fun, too. But we had, like, it was quite literally, like a Baptist church. Um, and I, I guess I should be specific, a black Baptist church because okay. it was a lot of like call and response from the audience. Oh, that's awesome. And that, that doesn't happen all the time, but I was having so much fun with it and it was like really, really fun. So then going into opening from that show was a little nerve wracking because, you know, you can tell you, you I'm sure you understand this with, with your show and stuff. You can tell yourself these like crazy lives, which are like, well, I had my good show last night. Oh yeah, and now it's opening, and it won't be a good <clears throat> show. Like I was, I was trying, I was battling those voices, and um, I was, um, and I went out, and you know, my the opening of my show is like joke, 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 joke. <laughs> it's like you know, it's very much like laid out that you are allowed to laugh, right. Um, and, but like the jokes aren't necessarily like spoon fed. And so like the, you know, uh, my first big joke that I say is that, you know, I say, I love math because math gives you a definitive answer. I say, I love formulas, um, like Tuesday plus crystal meth equals Friday. Right. And you know, my second preview, so two days before opening, the crowd was like this. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right. This is where this group is. And I sort of like was gentler with them about the crystal meth stuff. Oh, okay. You know, because I was like, oh, they, they don't know how to be with this. Whereas, you know, um, on that last review, where everyone was very call and response. I said that line and quite literally, I heard, girl, what? Yes. Like, all of these <laughs> super big, huge, wonderful gay responses. Um, and um, and then, but then, you know, on opening, it was just a big laugh. And I was like, okay. Like, this is, this is it. Like, at that point. And that, just trust that, like, for the rest of the time, I've got this. You know? Is that, There's like certain jokes in the beginning that are always a good barometer for me. Is that what you like about performing? Like sort of, or part of what you like, like sort of sensing where the group is and being able to like come to where they are. Yes. My favorite thing about certainly about doing my show is taking care of a group of people. Mm. I feel like I, really love that that sort of um, you know to be quite honest I was saying this the other day I feel like the fact that I had to wait tables so much in my life has um, made me a better solo performer because I had to learn how to tell the same 10 jokes and make them seem like they're brand new (laughs) (laughs) And that's, like, a real skill set because, like, and it's not just about, like, mm-hmm. making them seem brand new so I get laughed. It's about making them seem brand new so people feel special. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it is, my friend Marsha came to see 
on my show out here in Chicago. She saw it, and uh, we did a reading of it in February, and then we did it uh, like a bare-bones workshop presentation in June. She saw both of them. And uh, after the June presentation, she said to me, Stephen, I forgot the first time I was watching it that you're an actor. Oh. She forgot that, like, of course I've delivered these jokes hundreds and hundreds of times. You know, but, like, she felt like I was coming up with it. That's quite a compliment, right? Yeah, I mean, I was really into it, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but, uh, tell her to say it but, again. But tell me that thing again. Tell me that thing again about how I forgot I was an actor. <laughs> Exactly. Here, let me bring up a subject um, that uh, has a compliment wrapped up on it. <laughs> no, but that's really, I mean, that's kind of the goal. Like in, I, I mean, especially that's especially challenging when you're doing work about yourself, right? To get there. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You know, I mean, I, the thing, someone just asked me um, at the opening uh, party yesterday, asked me like, do you have a question? I always like, what's next? Uh I'm always like I don't know I think I might watch The Amazing Race tonight Um, (laughs) but um, uh, uh, I said you know I want to keep doing this show until it feels like a job Uh, you know if it feels like a job and it feels like I'm like ugh you know I feel that way about shows I do, you know what I mean? Like it's, and that's okay. Cause it's my job. This is a different thing. And, um, if that feels that way, I think it's time at that point to try to see if I can't publish it and see if other people want to do it. Mm. That would be really interesting. Right. Yeah. You know, see how other people tackle different things, you know, in the script. Wow, that would be really crazy. But yeah. cool, yeah. Huh. Um I was going Oh, about Chris about Crystal Meth. Uh-huh. If um if you could go back and not become a Crystal Meth addict, would you? Um, I don't know. You know, <laughs> like all of that stuff. It's um I'm probably not. I mean, I think I, I think I'm here where I am. You know, I'm very happy with my life, um, and I think I just, you know, to paraphrase the late Elaine Stretch, I had to go through what I had to go. Through. Uh, the last part of that got all sketchy. You had to go through what you had to go through. Is that what you said? Yeah, I said I had to go through what I had to go through to get through what I had to get through. Mhm. I think that's the truth, you know. I I um I think if I hadn't have become a crystal meth addict, I think I'd probably still be an alcoholic drinking in a bar. Okay. So you needed that's that. Like, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, that's all that's that's all crazy talk. Like I can't go back and change what I did. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. You you weaving these sinister questions, <laughs> child. I, you could have said I'd rather not answer that. I mean, you don't got to get that kind of way. Oh, oh, I see. Uh, so I, it was my fault. I, it, I get it. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything is. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? 
you know what? Now my Palmdale area is aggravated. <laughs> That'll happen. That'll happen. Most people's yeah. Palmdale areas get really like inflamed when they start talking to me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, wish we, I wish it had said Palmdale region. No, yeah. Palmdale <laughs> region would be nice. Unfortunately, that's not what the phone says. No. The phone said Palmdale area. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> no, Palmdale area sounds great too. Now that yeah. I say it, I mean you you give like a little a little lilt to the area that I think makes yeah. it mm -hmm. a sparkle. Maybe is the word. Oh, you know, I'm a singer, Michael. You know, <laughs> I give that little something. Yeah, I noticed you really do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, where's the best place for people to track you down on the internet? What'd you say? The best place to track me down? Yeah, on the um, internet is on Twitter. I'm. Uh, my name is, it's at my name, and my name is uh, Stephen Strafford, so it's S-T-E-V-E-N, and then S-T-R-A-F-F-O-R-D. My last name, just like for fun, uh, for people to know, is Doctor of Sparks Backwards. That is beautiful. Uh -huh. now, I knew um, that one better. You can also uh, follow the show at Nestacular. Oh, I love it. Am I following the show? I'll make sure I am. Yeah. Um, and is, there's a website for the show, right? Or is that... There is, yeah, com. I love it. And give me all the details about where it is, just so we can have it said right here. Yeah, sure. Um, the show is playing at uh, Theater Wit um, in Chicago. Um, the show plays Wednesdays through Sundays, Wednesday through Saturday at 7.30 p.m. and Sundays at 4, except for closing on um, the 28th is at 2. Uh, perfect. And then, yeah. So um, information is also available at um, aboutbasetheater.org, which is the producing company. Um, amazing. So I'll put links to all that stuff on this website, mikeypod.com. Um, so if anybody doesn't want to write that down, they can just go to mikeypod.com and click on the link. Yeah. Yeah, <coughs> please. Don't, don't strain your wrist. I mean, it's hard. mikeypod.com hard writing yeah. things um i haven't seen the show yet is the end song and i, I don't want to give anything away but is the uh, <laughs> i don't even know how, i don't know how to ask this question without giving anything away well oh why don't you ask it and then maybe edit it out later oh i can do that um yeah is the song that uh not the waiting for gilligan thing but what's that guy's name vance gilbert vance gilbert is the vance yeah that's still in the show okay Let's play another. I won't feel like playing a song. I'll play "Waiting for Gilligan" at the end of this show, because you're a Vance Gilbert <laughs> no. fan. Yeah, it's um, it's called "Bringing Down the House of Pain." Oh, oh, I just mean at the end. "Waiting of for Gilligan." I performed in that cabaret that we worked on together. Oh yeah, but I yeah, but I was thinking at the end yeah. of my podcast, I play a Vince Gilligan. Song. Vince Gilligan. What's oh, Vince name? Gilligan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, what's his stupid name? What do you say? What's his name? Vince who? Vance Gilbert. <laughs> it's not Vance, it's Vance. It's Vance Gilligan. Vince Gilligan? <laughs> think about think about like it's like Courtney B. Vance married Sarah Gilbert. <laughs> That's easy, right? Oh so yeah, that'll be so much easier to remember. Yep. That'll be easy to remember. <laughs> um Yeah, do you know there's a new song on the show now? Uh I We replaced uh, Melissa Manchester tune with an original song. No way. Yeah. Um, it's actually, it, and it's like, it, 
being really well received. It's um, the the hook of it mm-hmm. is um. So I'm in the so I've just discovered my then crystal meth using boyfriend with a naked like 22 year old, and I I'm also 22, but I feel threatened by another 22 year old in this situation. Right. And um, I go into the shower and I sing songs. I sing Mean to Me. I sing um, an Ani DeFranco song, like all to like, you know, make him feel bad. And um, I then proceed to sing this original song and um, the hook of it, I think you'll like, um, I don't know if I have any voice, but I'm going to go for it. Um, it goes, um, I need a sad, 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 sad love song so he'll feel bad, bad, bad before long. If I sing a sad, 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 sad <laughs> love song, he'll know what to do. That's in a lower key than I sing in the show. That's a morning key. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm really, really happy about it because it's like, it is original, it's my words, and it really takes the story from A to B now. Oh, really awesome. Happy. And it's like this, like Elton John style. Song. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, that, so, um, do you want me to? Is that okay to include all of that? What you just did in the show, or do you want that to be kept as a surprise? Um, uh, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not. You know, it's not necessarily a uh, accurate depiction of what it sounds like, but. Uh. But, you know. Okay. All right, so what? all the Vince Gilligan talk can that I love that this is like this is like the most meta podcast I've ever done. So <laughs> we're like recording discussion about what should be in the podcast and whether or not yeah. that discussion of the podcast inclusion should be included. You know, let people in. Let people in to your process. They will reward you. They better, honey. Oh. Yeah, people love process these days. Well, good. Used to be used to be in the day, it was don't show me your work. You you know, like that was the whole thing. Like you weren't supposed to show the work, and now these days people want to see it. I think they like get used to like knowing everything about everything. Yeah, those people with their things about everything. Yeah, with their stuff and the and the iPads and the hey hey hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the note of the iPads and the hey hey hey, and I don't know how it's related, but we're going to wrap this thing up. Let's wrap it up. Uh, I love this has been a really fun conversation. I'm glad that you were available to do this. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> uh, thanks Is that for, it? Is uh, that the end? Yeah, I don't know how to end it because we're just, I don't know. The end. Bye. Thanks um, for listening, you guys. Go here's see how you do it. Here's the, can I, here, how about this? Please see Metspectacular. Also, Please take care of your Palmdale area. It's no joke. <laughs> I'm do, let's do an ice bucket challenge for the Palmdale area. <laughs> Palm, Palmdale area awareness. <laughs> but you can just pour the ice water on your Palmdale area. <laughs> I want to put Sarah McLaughlin's angel about Palmdale area. <laughs> In the Please, so many Palmdale areas angels. are being mistreated right now. Send $1, or 2 or 5 and together we can eradicate the Palmdale area. Some comfort here. <laughs> the following was paid for by preceding. Yep. Uh, so thank you. Everyone go see Metacular. It's really great. Yeah. The end.
Oh, and we'll go into our yeah. uh, Vince Gilligan song. So people Great. can hear another Vince Gilligan song. <laughs> this one's waiting for Gilbert. Perfect. <laughs> Watch the waves going in and out like some eternal chore. I understand the habit as they break upon the shore. Keep this lonely vigil so my heart won't break no more. I'm waiting for Gilligan. The days turn into weeks, and the weeks turn into years. And there's some that say I'm crazy when they see me sitting here. Tell all who would commit me, I know what commitment is. I'm Waiting for Gilligan The short wave has been broken down for years But I'm listening with much more than just my ears Waiting for Gilligan Sailing ships with cargoes of their own But my fingers crossed with every ship that makes the trip back home I'm waiting for Gilligan Practice makes it perfect Well I think I've got it down After 30 years of waiting for a man who's not around Faith and hope made a gold And I would wear that crown Cause I'm waiting for Gilligan To look at me the years seem unkind, but there's just enough of me left not to mind. Waiting, waiting for good again. Waiting, waiting for good again. I am no prisoner to my passion any more than some of you. Love, I know that's true I know folks who lived side by side for years And never knew that they were stranded Now I want you to tell me Somebody tell me Waiting for Gilligan. 